This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. Today, we are doing a DOO download where you get your questions answered, and this is episode number 219. We are talking about questions that come up inside of our community, whether that is inside of the Ops Insiders Facebook page, which I would love for you to join. If you're an operator who is hanging around here, who's listening to me week after week, bless you. (laughs) But if you've been around here, you want to make sure that you're inside of our free Facebook community. You can go there by going to opsinsiders.com and join us today. But these questions that I'm answering have come in either there or inside of our Director of Operations Certification Program. So we love gathering those questions. If you ever have questions that you want to answer, drop them inside of the group. We keep all of those questions so that I can do these types of episodes for you. So we've got a couple questions today, and we're going to begin with something that I know we have all gone through. I have gone through this. Heck, I, I've gone through this recently, but this is a situation where a gal or a lady is struggling with motivation. How do you stay motivated and on top of tasks without feeling overwhelmed? Because we are operators, right? The way that our brains work is to take something complex and break it down. Now, that something could be as simple as we need to meal prep for our family, right? So I'm just showing you the different way that our brains work, but we have the goal of meal prepping. What does that mean? You've got to reverse engineer that. All of a sudden, we've got several different things. We need to make a list. We need to check our pantry. We need to go to the grocery store. We need to purchase them. We need to you know, come home, unpack, and create the meals. That's something that's simple that happens probably routinely inside of our homes. Now, the level of complexity can change drastically when we're talking about putting on a six-week launch or writing a book, helping our clients to write and publish and market a book, right? So what I'm trying to show you is the scope of quote-unquote project can change with every single project, but Naturally, the way that our brain works is to reverse engineer and come up with a list of tasks. So many of us are initiating or high fact finders and high follow throughs, which means that we compartmentalize information. By the way, if that terminology is like, what are you talking about, lady? I'm referring to the Colby, which K-O-L-B-E. You can find a link in the show notes. It's one of the greatest tools that I use with assessing how people's brains work, like the natural tendencies that you have. So we've got plenty of episodes on Colby that you can go look at. But the way that the majority of our community works is that we will reverse engineer and create these mini milestones or tasks. And we compartmentalize information naturally. That's our natural state. It's certainly mine. 
So what does that mean? What does it have anything to do with motivation and staying on top of task without feeling overwhelmed? Well, by nature, we naturally have a very long running to-do list. If you're like me, you've got one for all the different projects that you're working on. You also have a whole other side to you, which is that personal side, right? I know that is what my to-do list look like. And sometimes I just have to take a break and open up the notebook and on the left side, it's work. And on the right side, it's personal because my brain feels so heavy with all the things I have to do. Here's the deal. Our brain is working with very small pieces of information, which means that we end up with a whole lot because as human beings and in 2023, we're working with a lot of different, you know, projects going on at one time. So we're juggling a lot. So I just wanted to share all of this to show you that if you feel like this, it's not just because you're using a cliche term of being overwhelmed. The reality is your brain works differently. And since we see things in small pieces, we have a lot of things that are competing for our time. And if we are measuring success on how many things that we get done in a day, and our list is super long, then of course we feel that overwhelming feeling because we're not able to accomplish as much as we want in a day. Plus we're looking at Mount Everest and we've only been able to go like 200 feet, right? So we've got a long way to go. So I want you to know that Yes, it's there. I would love for you to be able to see the picture that I just painted and know that we have to set realistic expectations. That would be my very first tip. You've got to set realistic expectations as to how much you can get done. As we're talking about to-do lists and tasks, you know, there's so many different structures out there. There are even project management tools. I know inside of ClickUp, you pick your top three or you can pick your top five things that you're going to accomplish that day because regardless of how long your list is, most of the tasks that we have there are multi-step, right? So pick one to three things that you are definitely going to get done on this day and then accomplish that before going back. You've got plenty more to choose from. So I think that will help you to still feel successful and continue moving forward. The biggest problem I see with an unsurmountable list of things to do is that we And when I say we, it's the proverbial we, because I'm really talking about myself. But when I have everything out there, which is a very cathartic exercise to do, get I love a big brain dump, get everything out. That's where I naturally go to when I am just completely overwhelmed is getting everything out of my mind. But before that, I will sit in stagnation. I will just sit there and just kind of look right? I find myself doing that where it's like dazed and confused. I'm not taking any sort of action because the overwhelm has got me stagnated. So just recognize this. If you're seeing that you're not taking any action, you probably need a breakthrough. And that breakthrough is going to come through a download of all the things that you have going on in your mind and then being realistic about what you can accomplish in a day. Another reminder I have for you is setting and holding boundaries. I know that I have been in a place where you see this really, really long to-do list and you're like, 
I mean, I have said these exact same things. So I hope that you don't think that I'm crazy. Maybe you've thought the same thing too, but I'm like, man, I wish a working day was 24 hours and I didn't have to eat or go to the potty because I am just wanting to bust all of this out, right? Well, that clearly is unrealistic and it's absolutely absurd. But yes, I have thought that. So what that tells me is I need to look at my boundaries. I need to look at what I need to do. That is a priority that I just shared with you. So, you know, knowing those top three things, but holding my boundaries so I don't get stuck and spun out on, you know, mismanaging my time as hard as it is to do this when there is so much work, you have got to rest. And it does allow you, I mean, I'm not teaching you anything you don't know, but that allows you to come back, you know, with a lot more focus and ready to work. Let's face it, if we worked for 24 hours, after about the sixth hour, the work that we would be doing would have errors in it. It would be very slow, et cetera. So something that I have incorporated, and I'm not the best at this, but this has really, really helped me. And it's been a practice that I've been able to put into place in this calendar year. But when I get really overwhelmed or I'm sitting in that place of like, just staring, then I know that I need an actual physical break. And so I don't care. I live in Texas, practically South Texas. So it has been hotter than hail over the last six months. But even if it's a thousand degrees outside, I am going to get up, take a break from my computer and take a walk. I used to go, and this may be different for other people, but I used to go like lay in my bed and zone out. What I was finding is when I was laying in my bed, I was picking up my phone, which makes me mindless. And what I really needed was a physical break where I could go out, just disconnect from the environment, move my brain in a different way, whether that was to regroup and to, you know, come back to center or whether it's regrouping in the task and the accomplishments I want to get done for the rest of the day. So that's another tip I have for you. The last thing is lean on a business bestie or a friend or your partner. Sometimes you just need to let it out so that you can regroup. Those are all practical things that I have done when I am feeling overwhelmed. Alrighty, the next question we're going to talk about today, what's the difference in the scope of work from a COO versus a DOO position? How do I answer when my CEO asks, what's the next step and how will you grow with the company? So these are actually two different questions, but a chief operating officer is someone who comes in to a very established business. Oh, let me back up here. People use titles very differently. So I almost put no weight on the title that someone brings me. It all comes down to the actual job description and the scope. Most chief operating officers, a true chief operating officer is going to have at least 15 years of experience and they're going to have a specialty likely inside of the financial discipline or inside of human resources. That's typically what happens in a CO. That's what's needed in a COO role. They are extremely strategic and they have the ability to cast a vision for the operations part of the company. Whereas in a director of operations position, you're doing a lot of strategy. You're also likely doing some management as well. And you're a holistic leader. So you have gotten 
good experience in the five different areas of operations, at least the five different areas of operations that we teach on strategy, project management, human resources, data, and finance. Now you're going to need all of that foundation to move into that COO role. But where I find the COO is different is in the visionary space, as well as the ability to be a specialist, have documented, proven experience in one of the two main critical components or disciplines of business, which are finance and HR. That's really the biggest difference in a COO versus a DOO. Now we get people who come to us all the time who were like, yeah, I'm hiring. This is my third hire for my company and I'm hiring a COO. That's just their interpretation of a, probably even an ops manager role if we're using that exact same scenario. Most people are not going to be able to invest $150,000 to $250,000 in a true COO role, but everybody defines them a little bit differently. So I take titles with a grain of salt. Now to the other question, how do I answer when the CEO asks, what's the next step and how will you grow within the company? So this question is coming from somebody who is already in a director of operations position. So here's the thing. In a DOO role or even an ops manager role, you have the choice of how to grow inside of a company and the company may dictate this as well. But I want you to think as your own personal growth, do you need to grow in breadth or in width or do you need to grow in depth in a discipline? So you need to assess where your skills are. When I said a holistic operator looking at those five different areas that I just mentioned, Do you need to round out those so that you can become more holistic? Or do you need to go deeper in one of those so that you can, again, accomplish the goal of being a holistic operator? So you can go wide or you can go deep. Let's just say financials. You're not feeling as strong with financials. So maybe you need to do some additional training, get some on-the-job training, in the financial area inside of the company because you feel really strong with strategy, your human resources is looking good, your project management is oh so good, and you just need to go a little bit deeper in the financial space. We actually hear that a whole lot. So ask yourself, for you personally, do you wanna go wider or do you wanna go deeper? And now look at the company. What does the company need? What does the leader need? This will help you to create a plan of development inside of the company. Another thing I would suggest for you to do is hopefully you've got a job description for the role you're currently in. And if you don't, I hope that that is the one action you take today. Every single role, honestly, even if it's in your own company, but if you're working with other people, make sure you've got a job description there. That is what's going to give you clarity on if you're doing the right job or if you've got some opportunity. So what is the role you have today? And then I want you to cast a vision for what this role could look like. So in the future, mock up that job description. Now you're only going to be looking at the roles and responsibilities. You're not You don't need to be doing a whole lot of the other pieces of the job description, right? But what I want you to do is for yourself first, paint what are you doing today and what could you be doing in the future? This could also help you with what we just talked about, which is do I need to go wider or do I need to go deeper to be able to develop and contribute inside of the company? That is something you need to think about. It's not just about you. It's how you can develop you to serve this company 
And sometimes in doing this work, you look at that and you're like, ooh, what the company needs is not what I am interested in, okay? So that's a whole other question or a whole other situation there. But that is something that has come up for me where I have politely exited after a certain amount of time just because where the company needed to go wasn't where I was interested in going. So there's a dichotomy here in looking at your growth and looking at what the company needs and then assessing is that where you wanna go. As an operator inside of a company, there are at least six different levels of roles that I see that are needed inside of a company. Now, not all six are going to be needed inside of one company, depending on the size, but especially in a scaling business or in a business under about 20 million, you're not going to need all of those layers. But you are going to need to continue to grow regardless of your title, regardless of where you came in inside of this company. So I cannot close out this episode without telling you that regardless of where you are, where you're practicing today, where you're functioning today, I encourage you to take a look at the Director of Operations Certification Program. We will teach you to become a holistic operator. When we talk about width and depth of the role, that's exactly what we do inside of the Director of Operations Certification Program. We go over the five disciplines, strategy with our strategic mapping, the license that you receive when becoming a certified DOO. We go over project management as it applies to small and online businesses. We talk about human resources, everything from hiring to the talent cycle, diversity, managing, performance managing your team, leading your team. We go into key performance indicators. We've got to have KPIs so that we know if we are helping the business to accomplish its goals. Heck, to set its goals. And then financials, which I kind of touched on here in this episode, but we've got, you cannot come in and be a high level operator inside of a company and know diddly squat about financials. That is essential in being a strategic partner and a thought leader inside of a company. So if this is something that you're interested in, please come on over to directorofops.com. Take a look at what the certification is about, and we hope to work with you one day and to receive your application. Alrighty, friends, this wraps up our DOO download episode. If you've got more questions that you're like, man, what I want Natalie's perspective, or how does this look, or what should I do? I love, that gives me prompts. Think of me like chat GPT. <laughs> if you can give me a prompt, I'm gonna come here and I'm going to answer that for you. We've got additional DOO download episodes coming up. So don't delay in sending us those questions. You can drop them in a DM. You can email them to support at the Ops Authority. You can put them in our free Facebook group, opsinsiders.com. Alrighty, friends, I will talk with you next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.